0: Welcome to the Get Offset Podcast. I'm Emily.
1: I'm Andrew. And I'm Louise from Dwarfcraft Devices.
0: Yay! So glad to have you here, Louise. Thanks for having me, you guys. Of course. I always like to talk to Midwesterners the same way that Andrew <laughs> likes to talk to Californians.
2: Californians, man. Super red.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah, sure. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Hey there. Now, Bobby, don't you go riding your tricycle down the stairs, don't you know? <laughs>
1: That's, that's I'm not going to tip my hand with my Wisconsin accent uh too hard here but
0: yeah I... I've worked really hard actually you know what I <laughs> don't really have much of one but I did live uh my my best friend and uh college roommate she's from Minnesota St. Paul and so I picked up some amazing things mostly amazing recipes but also I can do a pretty mean Minnesota <laughs> accent
1: Yeah it's a it's a strong one
0: so much hot dish too Yes. Uh, my my uh,
2: trick for a, a like a Scani impersonation is I just stuff my mouth full of cheese curds and then I talk.
0: <laughs> that's that's that sounds about right. Do you guys even have cheese curds out there? Oh hell yeah!
1: But they don't but, squeak. But
0: yeah, yeah so they you do. Don't have,
1: you got to get the good ones. That's Andrew.
0: Have you not been to the Angry Beaver?
2: I have. I've been, I've only had the Beecher's cheese curds from around here.
0: Last time I was at the Angry Beaver, I was just crying into a cheeseburger because I had a really bad day, and the bartender walks by, and I said, it's just such a good burger.
2: And he probably believed it.
0: No, he did not. And my husband was like sitting across the table from me. He's like, people are going to think I'm breaking up with you. And I looked at him and yelled, you're leaving me for your wife?
2: Ooh. He he thought it was
0: funny. I'm I'm cringing.
2: Like, I, I think I just shrunk into my chair a little bit
0: I mean he 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 knew what he was getting into I you know he's a good sport and uh I think a little hard to to rattle that's fun so um I think it'd be really fun to talk about our cats today because it's in the afternoon so uh not much booze to talk about I wouldn't think
2: yeah if you're drinking right now you're a terrible human being (laughs) <laughs> why would any of us ever have like, say, a glass of red wine? That would be crazy. Or
0: yeah, why would you have a gin and tonic at one thirty in the afternoon on a Sunday?
2: Cats. cats. I like cats. I
0: like cats. Carrie, um what can I say about Carrie? Um, I was gone for a lot of the week and uh obviously I'm her favorite human. And the whole week I was gone, apparently she didn't even sleep in the bed when Rick was up there just stayed in her little cat cube just protesting uh the absence of me and it's just it's just so nice to come home to a cat that missed you not that it wasn't also great to come home to a husband who missed me but uh she's she's softer for sure That's <laughs> yeah
1: my my cat who was my cat and did things like wait for me to get home uh died last summer so we have two kittens in the house um that we got in August and September. And they are they're they're still too wild to be super cuddly or or really wait for anybody. They just run around and bite each other all day.
0: <laughs> Did you say what are their names actually?
1: Uh Lucifer, we call her Lucy, and uh Marceline.
0: Marceline. And,
1: uh, Marceline the vampire queen from Adventure <laughs> Time. Uh, nice. And she is she's little and very bitey and full of scratches and and I don't know what else a lot of piss and vinegar in that one (laughs) to use a very midwest
0: thing that is very midwestern (laughs) nice how's poppy today Andrew
2: poppy is poppy is poppy she's I think she's finally starting well I take that back so she had a phase where she was like attacking us sporadically oh I remember that and then she started to grow out of it, and she's been mostly cuddly. And I've had a couple of lovely naps where she just like walks over to me while I'm like on my side and cuddles up in my arms, and then I fall asleep. And then it's like time doesn't even pass. Kind of a moment. That's great.
0: Aw. Princess Carrie Fisher has been sleeping under my armpit at night.
2: That sounds uncomfortable.
0: It's actually really. It's fine. <laughs> it's fine if she's turned with her face toward me. Because if her, I'm sorry, if her butt is towards me, <laughs> I get tail in the face all night. <laughs>
1: That is a problem at our house too. A lot yeah. of a lot of tails and faces, uh, as is, they climb us. Mm, yes.
2: Poppy's considered, she sleeps at her feet like like a good cat.
0: So, <laughs> aww.
2: Yeah, that's it's so really nice. cute. But she she also like sleeps between Melissa and I, and I feel like she's like I don't want her to come between us, you know, but. <laughs> um. No, this week she started getting a little feisty again. I'm not sure what's up with that and what's causing the sudden change.
0: How old is she? That's an
2: excellent question. We <laughs> got her in the late summer, early fall of 2016. So coming up on
0: three years. Was she a kitten when you got her?
2: Yeah, she was tiny okay. when we got her. She res- rescue.
0: Carrie was about five when we got her. So she's an old, not not old, but older lady. Uh, obviously graying from anxiety already oh oh poor baby (laughs) that's pathetic and (laughs) her life is so her life is so hard (laughs) all being
2: harassed by harrison ford all the time so
0: oh man just being chased by that old man
2: i i don't know much of like i don't know him in person and i really like han solo and indiana jones but i've heard horrible things about what kind of a human being he is. makes me really sad.
0: Well, I know that he had a romantic relationship with Carrie Fisher when she was 19 and he was much older and also married. Um, But I do know that man knows how to land an airplane in an emergency situation without killing (laughs) anybody. (laughs) That's going to count for something.
2: Multiple times. It's almost like...
0: Maybe he should just stop flying planes. gets himself
2: in these situations.
0: Yeah. Who shot first? No.
2: Oh, hey hey there. Hey uh, Han. Duh. I'm the yeah. kind of Star Wars nerd that has the uh, the theatrical releases of episodes four, five, and six on DVD. Those are and better
0: I... than the the recut ones.
2: Yeah, I don't I refuse to watch the recut ones. I just won't I'll walk out of the room. It's yeah. garbage.
0: Mm-hmm. You
1: guys are in uh nerd territory that I I cannot follow.
0: <laughs> <laughs> then let us move into a different territory that we can all appreciate and contribute to.
2: A territory of sound.
0: Of of sonic weirdness. That I'm I'm pretty comfortable over there, yeah.
2: <laughs> Alright, let, let's head that direction. Keep your hands and feet inside the vehicle at all times. This is gonna be a bumpy ride.
0: Alright. So Louise, you uh you are at Dwarfcraft Devices. Can you tell me a little bit about what you do there?
1: I co-owned DwarfCraft with my husband, Benjamin. Um, we started about 12 years ago and it was just kind of his baby at first um, because he, back then we were 23, 24, um, and he had more
2: wow, time than so money
1: young. back then. Um, so we he took 40 bucks and bought some parts from, I don't know, Mauser or Small Bear or something. And... Um, Built a couple things up, uh, a square wave oscillator that he called the thumping double square snakes, and then <laughs> a uh, a fuzz pedal that was supposed to be a really nice overdrive. Uh, that was what he was going for, and it turned out to be the Great Destroyer, which I don't oh, know nice. if you've heard that yeah. pedal or played with it, but it is not at all an overdrive. It is not. Um, definitely not. Uh, so... That was a happy accident. And then within a couple of years, uh, business got too busy for him to handle all by himself. So I started taking over things like uh email and then I started ordering parts and then I started building a little bit. And now um I pretty much run the day to day stuff, the mm-hmm. uh production schedule and the parts. And he does the uh, most of the sound design, almost all of the art. Um, content creation. He does a lot of the writing. Um, and I don't know, we, d- we, we have things split pretty nicely.
0: Nice. Um, so did you already know how to solder?
1: No, uh, but I've been doing it for probably eight, nine years now.
0: Nice. Um,
1: but I, I had, I mean, I, my major was in political science with a constitutional law emphasis like i i i I mean i i am a musician i played um upright bass uh classical and jazz in high school and college um so i i mean i definitely had a music background but no nothing with electronics at all
0: man upright bass is no joke it's amazing Uh, though it is super
1: fun, and it screwed up my shoulder my left shoulder so badly that I don't play anymore. I have an upright sitting in the corner of my office, uh just kind of laughing at me every day oh <laughs> I can't play it anymore. God bless old age, I guess,
0: yeah, that happens I hear so <laughs> Andrew, does that make you feel a little uh <laughs> a little behind the times?
2: yeah, I yeah,
0: how old are you <laughs>
2: um do you really want to know? Yeah. Oh. um, Yeah, I'm only 24.
0: Oh, oh baby. I was yeah. going to guess 25. And I know we've had this conversation, so I feel so bad. I'm like, you're like 25, right?
2: I'm 24. Yeah. Oh,
0: that's a great age. Yeah, you have more kids than I do. That's true. <laughs> Which is none.
2: That's also true. These yeah. are all true statements that I can i can support factually
0: i like true statements so louise you got have you gotten uh you discovered a love for electronics and the the pedals or uh
1: oh no i i my job is rad Um, yeah we i mean i get a little sick of soldering sometimes as anyone who does it a lot knows it's it's a little boring. I watch a lot of crappy television while I'm building pedals. So I could tell you the entirety of the story arc from ER, which I just finished. Oh my gosh. 15 seasons or something ridiculous like that. Um, but I mean, we get to, I, I do play electric bass. Um, still not as much as I would like to. Um, and I am the world's worst guitar player, but that is also sometimes fun. Um, I don't know. And... You haven't heard my husband. <laughs> he's also he's
0: also a bassist
1: I'm really 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 bad at it um but it doesn't stop it from being fun sometimes and I mean so I get to come to work I build pedals we test them I get to hear all kinds of new sounds and um it's it it's really it's been an amazing opportunity
0: that's awesome do you have a do you have a favorite kind of effect or just pedal in general that you all have
1: Uh, I tend toward the heavy stuff. So the, the thing that's probably the most fun for me to test are the great destroyers. Um, I really, really love turning up loud, especially after everybody else has left. So my husband and I split days where we pick up our kids, um, from school or actually just the little one now, but, um, and so whoever is here late gets to do a lot of the testing. So the destroyers are still my favorite, uh favorite ones to test. But I'm it's been really fun to this is the first reverb. The tree verb is the first reverb pedal we've ever done. That so blows that's been my really, mind. I know, right? I don't know how we got through 12 years without making a stupid reverb pedal, but um, <laughs> that's been really fun to listen to. I will admit there's only one that I don't like. Uh I I'm not a huge ring mod fan. So, the yeah, original hacks, the original hacks was really a, uh, I, I tested those quickly and perfunctorily. Um, <laughs> and then, hacks two, while much better, I'm just still not a ring mod fan. It's I just that. A... <laughs> yeah,
2: I, I had one ring mod. I had uh, the DoD Gonculator reissue. Yeah. I, I bought it because Sweetwater had it for like 40 bucks and it was, it was on yeah, sale super right cheap. after my birthday. I was like, yeah. And so I, I bought it and I played it for 6 months and I sold it for like 80 or 90. Um, you
1: know, I they have their place and I've heard uh I will to to give it a fair shot Warren Walker at um is a sax player. Wonderful sax player, sweet dude. Um at NAM was playing through the hacks. Um and it's it sounded so cool. He got sounds out of it that were wonderful and magical. I really like it on synth pedals or uh, on synths and um keyboard stuff i am just not a huge guitar through ring mod fan
0: was it to- tommy I- iomi from black sabbath isn't he a big ring ring mod dude
2: yeah <clears throat> well there's there's ring mod i'm pretty like i'm like 80 percent positive that there's a uh, light ring mod on paranoid on the solo track
0: at least
2: huh. i don't um, know among uh, i mean among other things i know that's the, that's like, when I think of ring mod and guitar, that's the sound that comes to my mind.
0: Yeah.
2: Um, but it's not like heavily mixed in. It's still, you can hear what the original note is. Um, yeah. So I don't know. I, 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 I don't hate it, but it wasn't enough for me to want to keep it around, but I want to <laughs> give it another shot someday. Yeah. Um, my favorite definitely was uh, running it into my organizer and getting a full like organ sound and then running it into the ring mod just to, as it, as a tweak to the sound.
1: Okay. Yeah, yeah, I can see that being cool. But I
2: mean, th- that's just a synth sound, essentially. So. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Again, I like it a lot on on the synths and keyboard sounds, and turns out saxophone, but that get straight guitar. I didn't know that t- Tony iomi had <clears throat> any ring mod on his stuff, so I'll have to go do a little bit of Sabbath deep dive.
0: I could be wrong. I mean, Keep we that could in be mind. Totally on <laughs> crack. <laughs> had well, a very long uh, week. Uh, I'm gonna have to find out now. I'm just gonna go on mute and shout out to my husband, Rick. Then tell me I only have a ring that he's gonna be like, I don't know what you're talking about. Google
1: it. I could probably text Ben too.
2: If I'm wrong, I'm just gonna claim that I'm 23 and that that's just <laughs> why I'm wrong. That's so I'm a younger millennial, leave me alone.
0: Are you a millennial? Oh, yeah, because that's like 22 is the youngest. Do you still count as a millennial? I think it's like, I I think it's 22 to 38.
2: It's something like that. I'm definitely, I think the cutoff is like 96 or 97 uh, and I'm a 94 kid. So I definitely identify more on the millennial side. There's a few things with the Gen Zers I get along with, but I'm not a digital native entirely in that
0: I, I'm considered I'm considered a true millennial, like the heart of it. And my brother is somewhere between like the youngest Gen Xers and the oldest millennials. He's like, I don't want to be a millennial. I'm like, really, you don't want to be the person that killed TGI Fridays? I do. <laughs>
2: But potato skins.
1: Or the underwire in bras or. Oh,
0: the, oh killing uh, the underwire in bras is my favorite. Yeah,
1: <laughs> that's it's currently my favorite, also. And I think we are also killing the diamond trade, which
0: yes. I think is excellent. I don't even have a diamond in my wedding ring. <laughs> I don't either.
2: And neither does my wife. Fun fact. So,
1: haha. Uh, but that was not, for us, that was not uh, any moral standing when we were 19 and 20 when we got married uh, it was just that we were too broke to get a diamond but now i'm happy i don't have one
0: that might have been one of rick's reasons to get me this ring but um <laughs> <laughs> mine's a, a moissanite which was discovered in meteorites and that's pretty yeah. cool yeah i think beautiful. that's cooler than like slave trade stuff but yeah, that's just, just me way co- what way do i know cooler. way cooler <laughs> I like killing napkins personally. (laughs) Yes. Also that there's so
1: many things that millennials are good at killing. I am also on the very edge of Gen X and uh, the millennial generation. So I'm, I'm definitely split between two. Um, But my little brother is 22 and he, he is on the flip side of that, just on the cusp of Gen X and millennials. So I, I wonder how he'll feel as he gets older too. It's a weird place to be, just kind of in, yeah, uh, not quite in one or the other.
0: Yeah, and my brother's gone between claiming like which one he is. Yeah, so hey,
1: depending on it. the depending on the popularity of each generation.
0: Yeah, uh, he's like, oh, I love Nirvana and Alice in Chains. I'm like, okay, that's. I mean, who doesn't <laughs> like Alice in Chains?
1: Me, me, ah! I don't. <laughs> okay (laughs) sorry i just i there's a yep not not a fan of that one i also will admit right now that i am uh totally and completely anti-metallica so for the
0: record totally
2: and completely
1: totally that's
0: isn't that a fun one okay um have you heard the podcast your favorite band sucks because they actually have a two-parter on metallica i'm sure you'd appreciate
1: that's amazing i'm gonna have to go. I'll I'll download it as soon as we're done here, and I go back to soldering uh, circuit boards because I am, and I love heavy music. It's not that I'm not. I mean, I'm I love metal, but can't that his voice? I just nope can't do it.
0: Yeah, um,
1: uh, my husband does an amazing, amazing, uh, Metallica version of um the frozen song let it go oh so i love doing you, that
0: kind of thing
1: if you ever have chance to do karaoke with uh ben he'll he'll do that one and it's amazing
0: i usually do just random songs in like a bruce springsteen slash roy orbison voice <laughs> well
1: now we have to do karaoke I mean, <laughs> yeah. not me. i i don't actually ever sing at karaoke but you can do it, and my husband can do it, and I'll just buy you beer.
0: I'll do, like, Dixie Chick songs as Bruce Springsteen. <laughs> really just I screw up. Me- I just really screwed <laughs> up everyone mentally in the Nashville honky-tonk uh, <laughs> karaoke bars. <laughs> Somebody's going to give you a lesson in leaving. <laughs> Actually, that wasn't Bruce. That wasn't the Dixie Chicks. <laughs>
2: I just like to do Chris Cornell impressions, and keep in mind I'm not a good singer.
0: Yeah, how do uh, you do a Chris? Cornell ah, – Is that it? Is it something like that?
2: Well, you just start really low and brooding, like kind of into Eddie Vedder territory, and mm-hmm. then you hit the falsetto, but you try to hit the falsetto in your normal range. You kind of force yourself to <laughs> falsetto early, and okay. it just sounds awful. I, I think
0: I think we need um I think we need an example from preferably a Disney song.
2: Yeah, I haven't even had a full glass of wine, so. You- <laughs> <laughs> maybe another night
1: <laughs> i tell people there is not enough beer on the planet to get me to do karaoke in public
0: oh um i'm an insane so introvert so but yeah but i love doing karaoke i haven't done it in a long time
1: i i really love watching other people do it for what it's worth but <clears throat> i am not a singer so i'm not happening
2: i just don't like going to like karaoke and then someone actually tries That's like well thanks for ruining it for the rest of us oh
0: my gosh like when <laughs> I have lived-
2: to be serious now okay when
0: i lived in nashville i would go and it would be like a bunch of drunk tourists they get there and they'd be like i'm from oklahoma and then they'd sing their favorite martina mcbride song <laughs> but then one day i went uh to karaoke and there was this you know bigger woman shaved head like a looney tune shirt she gets on stage and i'm like i i don't know what to expect legitimately had the most beautiful voice i've ever heard in my life
1: that's amazing
0: and there were a lot of people who go to karaoke in nashville just they were like session background singers and they just kind of go to stay sharp or whatever yeah yeah but isn't that I what totally open mic that. night is for uh it's kind of front one it's there are a lot of lines at open mic light nights in nashville um
2: well that makes sense
0: and uh yeah i don't th- i i think most of the open mic nights in nashville are for like songwriters. Mm. Not yeah, just I for singers, Not yeah. Just okay,
2: yeah, that makes sense. I I haven't lived in Nashville, so I'm
0: boring. Eight years, man. I love Nashville. I loved that loved was, Nashville.
1: That was a fun one. We Ben and I were down there for a a very strange trade show in a hotel uh, that was supposedly where all of the musicians that came through brought their mistresses on the way to or from the airport. Um, was it the Sheraton? I don't remember the name of it. Uh, the only, It was really hideous decorating, lots of um, animal prints everywhere. And the most ladybugs I've ever seen in any building <laughs> in my life. Um, but we did a trade show there. And so we spent, I don't know, maybe four or five days in Nashville and it was so fun. Are you going to go to Summerdam? Uh, I don't usually. Ben usually goes to that one uh, with a dude named Peter who we call our booth babe because he's adorable and wonderful and is really
2: amazing.
1: he's, he's, He's my favorite person. He's so good to travel with and he is a really good guitar player, which I, as I stated previously, I am not. So when you go to Nashville, it makes a lot more sense to bring somebody who can shred a little bit
0: oh yeah so he usually
1: goes down for that one
0: and he always tunes before they play (laughs) yes that's so funny because we were just talking about booth babes in our last episode we're like there are no guy booth babes well we bring one his
1: name is peter and he's wonderful um but yeah the i could talk a lot about the booth babes there were only a few this year at winter nam uh but they are way over the top and every time i'm surprised i see him every yeah, time
0: i get that um so let's take a second to thank our sponsors before we hit the topic
2: because we are hashtag blessed
0: that's one hashtag yes that's a hashtag that's the hashtag that millennials use right
2: i think that's what the kids are into these days
0: ah blessed i don't know i don't know what those kids are getting into i'm just so worried about them Mm. Ah, the
1: kids probably, are all right. Probably vaping. I don't know. Vaping. They're
0: sharing jewels.
2: Yeah, I, getting mono.
0: I, I mean, when I was a kid, we got mono the old-fashioned way by sharing hookahs.
2: Ooh. Actually,
0: I avoid I avoided the mono from that one. Though my, <laughs> I remember my college boyfriend was did did hookah one night with a bunch of people, and then a bunch of them got mono. And I was like, if you get mono from smoking hookah, I'm gonna punch you in the mouth.
2: I'm pretty sure that's how I got it in college, but yeah. I think miserable. I got
1: mono the old-fashioned way, which was making out in high school. Uh, that was the only
0: time I ever got it. Definitely wasn't from smoking uh, anything. I think
2: that makes you Gen Xer.
0: It does, <laughs> at least. Fair, fair. I I got mono from sharing a dessert at a trivia night. Oh no! Yeah. What a drag. It was a good dessert, though. I hope though. it was a really good dessert. Yeah, It was like a chocolate brownie. It was warmed with ice cream on top. It was pretty good. Uh,
2: I hope you know how much of a millennial you sound like right now.
0: <laughs> I mean, I am a core millennial. From a chart yeah. I saw today that had uh, generations divided by um, gaming consoles with my uh, Nintendo 64.
2: Xbox original. GameCube.
0: Nintendo person here.
1: <clears throat> so- super nintendo and original nintendo <laughs> we, we, have
2: I have a super
0: we, we had we had <laughs> those at the house because of my brother they i have a fun. super nes
2: hooked up to my tv right now so the
0: snes was the best that was probably the last time i liked video games also did you have the teenage mutant ninja turtles game
1: no that was we my didn't. favorite no i think my neighbor had it but uh we had duck hunt and oh, Duck Hunt. uh what else I don't even remember. Mario, I'm sure. Zelda. <clears throat> I'm not much of a video game person, though, so that's about as far as my knowledge and memory extends.
0: I've probably said this before, but I pretty much stopped playing video games the day I picked up a guitar. Yeah,
2: that sounds about right yeah. for me. Well, anyways, let's uh, let's thank our sponsors uh, because we are indeed hashtag blessed and millennials of the sort. Uh, let's go with sponsor numero uno. Uh, Chad Jennings at Jennings Guitars is super awesome. Uh, definitely check out his stuff. He does very, very, very reasonably priced uh, guitar builds. I think his tele build is called the Navigator, and that goes for less than an American professional brand new. Which is which is like, bananas. Options. Yeah, and like handmade by him. It's, a, it's he's a one man shop right now. It, like so top to bottom, you know, he's the master luthier that takes care of all of that. So check his stuff out. Uh, I'm sorting out some details. That I'm trying to figure out if I can get a voyager deluxe from him this year i hope you and i think it'd be so jealous i it's it's gonna be a version of the uh the dream guitar that we had talked about on our dream guitars episode and i i'm really 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 hoping i get this sorted out but i think it's gonna happen we'll see so we'll stay tuned for that so you'll have you'll have your
0: beautiful custom jennings guitar and i'll have my beautiful custom tuna tone
2: yes so it'll be the year of delightful 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 custom guitars. are you gonna
0: try to get pink
2: that that's the plan yeah. i'm not sure i'm gonna go to full dog care, but it's i'm going right now i'm looking at pink uh so shell pink and tort guard double cream bound with natural back and sides baked maple neck uh and i don't know if i'm gonna pay extra for an inlay or not do
0: what you want that's wanna. kind of
2: where i'm leaning right now yeah so sounds
0: yeah sounds cool with labor tones
2: Oh, I'm gonna go for uh, I'm gonna go for gold foils. I've always wanted a guitar with gold foils. They sound great. Um, and if I'm gonna get gu- a guitar with a Bixby on it, that's gonna be a fun ambient kind of guitar. And gold foils just sound great for that.
0: Awesome. Um, so another sponsor we have for this episode is Dwarfcraft Devices. Yay! What, what, what? Hey, hey, I have the Grazer and the um, Twin Stags. I love them both. Um, I'm crazy for tremolo. So the twin stags really spoke to me and gosh, you can just get so many great sounds out of it. And I also want to shout you out for fixing it when I broke it.
1: Well, I'm not sure what, and if you broke it or if it just broke to be fair, uh, but happy to help.
0: I saw, I saw a post about it on Twitter and it was two pedals and, uh, there was a post next to mine that just said <laughs> I'm like, Oh man,
1: <laughs> Yikes. that was that would be Ben's handiwork. His uh, <laughs> post-it notes on the repairs. He'll test them, and they are they're usually pretty excellent.
0: Oh, that was that made me laugh. I was like, oh, sad. <laughs> and the other the next one next to it said, "Not effed." <laughs> and then the grazer, yeah, we, the grazer is so cool too. That
1: one is really fun. When we first started uh, working on that one, I thought Ben was crazy. Like the way he described it, was like that's going to sound like shit. Um, but of course he was correct it did not sound like shit. it's super fun um, and hopefully we'll have a version two of that out this year uh, where you can pitch it down in addition to up. oh that'd so be wild stay tuned for that.
0: yeah yeah nice
2: that sounds like a bass pedal in the works
0: yes Ooh.
2: I love taking bass and sending it down an octave
1: Yes, that is, uh should be should be super fun.
2: Um, maybe I'll have to pick one of those up.
1: Yeah. Well, you know where to find me.
2: <laughs> <clears throat> and our third sponsor is Drumroll.
0: I'm not going to do a drumroll, Andrew.
2: <sighs> Fine, then you have to announce a sponsor.
0: <laughs> I'm not going to do that either. No. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm so sorry. This is a very Midwestern-themed episode. Um, we're also going to give a shout-out to Zevex, um, based out of Minneapolis. And we just picked up um, a couple petals of theirs. Let me grab the box. Um, the
2: Shout-out to Thomas. He's the homie.
0: Yes, and especially shout-out to those cats. Heck yeah. I think one's Ramona and I forget the other. I'm bad with pet names. I'm worse with people names.
2: I'm just bad with names in general.
0: We got the fuzz probe, which is basically a fuzz and a theremin that you control with your foot.
2: It's pretty rad. Yeah, I
0: got to wait for my husband to get out of the house, I think, before I really mess around with it. Because, you know, (laughs) he's such a patient man. I just can't uh, take advantage of that patience too much.
2: That's reasonable. Yeah. And the other one we got is the um, the Vextorish, and it's their uh, I think it's their GTM forty five.
0: It is. I I don't see. It says Vextron.
2: Yeah, it, it's the red one with the sub switches on it.
0: Yeah, it's good. I like it a lot.
2: I'll, I'll re- go ahead and repeat again. I'm terrible with names, people, pets, pedals. Um, <laughs> but no, it's super cool. It's a it's a it's a variation on their. Box of Rock, which is one of the greatest distortions ever made, but I like the flexibility of this guy. And I'm excited because I haven't had a martial box sound since I sold my Mr. Black BB seventy four X. Nice. So I've, I've been missing that sound for a while.
0: Yeah. That fuzz and you know, yeah. I'm just really glad that we picked these up. Um gonna trade them around a little bit and hopefully shoot some some videos with them. Make some noise! Make some crazy um, noise, like in the middle of the day. Only only a few of my neighbors work from home, also.
2: <laughs> well, there you go. We have
1: a, we have a senior center
0: uh, next door to us at the shop. You're kidding, because so have- I also have a senior center in my backyard.
1: Yeah, it's uh, basically like a senior daycare. Um, and they're only open a couple days a week, so we can be loud the other days. But we have to... Uh, keep things pretty tame around here most of the time, which is funny because people think that we're probably just always loud all the time. um But nope, we have a senior center next door, so we cannot be. That's very nice of you guys. Oh
0: no, that's the devil's music. <clears throat> yeah, uh 911, there are some weird noises coming from next door. Sounds like someone's being injured uh, No, no,
2: Betty. That's just in your head. Let's go back yep. to sleep. Now it's nap time. It
0: sounds kind <laughs> of like a spaceship is taking off. But louder. <laughs> all right. Yep. Yeah, so thanks to everybody who helps make this podcast uh, possible. Indeed. It is a lot of fun.
2: We are indeed. Hashtag blessed by all these people. So today's topic. Bad men. Bad men. So men in quotation. Oh
0: no, we'll we'll talk about that. (laughs) We'll talk about that. But um, so I was um just sitting with my grandmother this past week, and I look at my phone, and New York Times did this big article about um seven women who came out to to say that Ryan Adams was uh, emotionally abusive and uh and and worse things also. Um, if you can't get much worse than that. And I just kind of want to talk about it a little bit because um, it kills me because Ryan Adams really was one of the reasons I played music. He's one of the reasons I wrote songs. Um, definitely influ- influenced, especially my acoustic guitar playing more than anyone else. And uh, honestly, my songwriting more than anyone else. So um, just briefly, and I think I've, I've said this a few times in you know the Facebook group and in different places, What really kills me is that um, a person who inspired me to play music um, made even one talented woman quit it. I think there's just that heartbreaking line in that article that I keep going to and just kind of keeps me up at night that says she never played another gig. And I kind of want to talk about this because this is not an isolated incident. There are going to be more stories about this that come out imminently And I know a few of the names that are going to be announced. I'm not going to say here. But um, it's it's going to kind of rock the indie world. Because so far, music has been relatively cordoned off from the Me Too era. And I know there are abusive men in power who we've just kind of ignored. Look at, like, Kesha and Dr. Luke. And... Uh, he still has a career, and he almost destroyed hers. And um, gosh, there are just other examples. Um, R. Kelly, you know, just recently because of this Lifetime series that came out. Uh, but those are most popular music examples. Indie rock. Well,
2: everybody's been making jokes about R. Kelly for years. It's not like we didn't know we about We knew.
0: That. I mean, we knew, and we didn't care.
1: Well, I mean, well, I don't know. Right, if- and there was, there was a video of him with a child. I mean... Everybody knew what was going on and no one wanted to uh, go after him or hurt their own careers by standing
0: up for those women. Yeah, because it would kill a man's career even. Right.
2: I mean, I think the yeah. most I've heard anyone speak out about R. Kelly was uh, in Macklemore's thrift shop. And he makes a joke about R. Kelly's sheets smelling like piss. I mean, that's like the farthest I've ever heard anybody go after him.
0: Yeah, well.
2: Before the Lifetime series.
0: Yeah, and there have been... Other kind of comments like that, um, but if you watch that Lifetime series, it really kind of shines light, I think, on how he kind of got away with it for so long.
1: But um well, go ahead. Yeah, and there was one, there was one journalist who was gunning for him for a decade. Um, that one, one journalist who I forget his Jim name, Jim from um, the Chicago Tribune. So yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, he spent the majority of his career tracking that stuff. Um, at great risk to his own career, um, but no one cared. I mean, he documented everything, which is how that the Lifetime documentary. Uh, a, a lot of the sources came from his work, um, but nothing happened, and that's that will never not be amazing to me. Yeah, that people protected
0: him for that many years. Oh, well, he was a check, and and it's interesting to me because um, I I God, I just blank on his last name, but um, that journalist uh actually ryan adams hated that guy and that's that's how i had heard of that journalist because ryan adams left like a nasty voicemail on his machine uh several years ago but um an indie rock awakening is coming and it's just so painful i think a lot of people are going to be really hurt by finding out that um these things that we knew about in emo music these things we knew about in regards to r kelly and dr luke they're not isolated events they're actually kind of the norm and to some level, I think that every woman in music has known a man who um, has behaved badly and has, you know, throttled their own um, ability to make music and uh, kind of killed whatever spirit they had because of just bad behavior. And whether or not you realized it at the time how messed up it was, you I think time has you know made it clear to me uh those those experiences in in my life and that person in my life you know he's he's not a criminal and he shouldn't go to jail and his life shouldn't be ruined but he just like for years just his behavior that it just destroyed me and it wasn't until I you know met my husband that I realized you know what a real and healthy relationship looks like and what it actually means for someone to encourage you creatively. And uh, I was, it, it took me, you know, years to find him and get out of this sort of weird uh, hole that I was in. But um, so yeah, I think every woman has this story in, in music and I'm sure I know for a fact that it's prevalent in, you know, the gear industry as well. <clears throat>
1: yeah, to, I mean, I to be honest, I haven't heard... Um, I have not heard stories about men taking advantage of other women. I do hear stories about and and my own experience men just not taking women as seriously um which is damaging in its own way um but i i i don't know i i'm i'm I might just not have heard some of the stories maybe they're out there and I'm just not privy to them. I mean,
0: that's that's possible. I think that though what you're saying about women not being taken seriously and I know pedal builders that I've personally gotten into it with and just have been kind of almost shocked at the blatantness of the terribleness of it. Oh,
1: now I'm remembering what you're talking about. Yes. Yeah. Huh. <laughs> Got it. Edit that part out.
0: Um, yeah.
1: No, I I mean, there are some – I tend to run with the boutique smaller companies um and most of them are wonderful amazing people um but there are definitely a few out there that would prefer women to just never um bother them about behavior and never ask for them to change anything and the pussy melter pedal and the fallout from that and who wanted the women involved to be quiet and who didn't was really disappointing to me really really disappointing
0: yeah it's kind of um it's sort of amazing to me that that even exists now but i guess it shouldn't be um you just think that you get past these things and i mean as far as like i'm sure people are just so sick of hearing about the pussy melter but i feel like there's there's a time where something that starts as a joke becomes real whether it's like a goofy mustache or uh, a pedal with a terrible name like that, like, even if it starts as a joke, it does become real. And I think that you, as the creator of that joke, you need to bear some responsibility for, for, uh, for that. And I don't know what that really means, but or, how, or what that looks well, like. Well,
1: that's what gets that's what gets so tricky because obviously culture changes. So. And the jokes I make personally uh, with people who I know and love and trust are different than the jokes I would make publicly with people who don't know me. So if I can make a, you know, I make dirty jokes all the time, but would I make them in front of, you know, some 18 year old guitar player who is new to the industry and she doesn't know anyone and she's vulnerable? Of course not. Yeah. And it seems like a lot of these men would prefer to be able to do whatever they want, wherever they want, without really thinking about how that impacts others. And that's just not how I function as a human being in general, business and personally. Yeah. I I don't ever want to be responsible for someone else saying, you know what, I'm just, that's not an industry I want to go into.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, or that's not a job I want to have, uh, especially when it comes to creative endeavor like music where I want you know i i would think the whole point would be to lift people up and that does not seem to be the general vibe yeah um Cause- and that that makes me so sad because i want people to be inspired by the work we do not discouraged. yeah
0: it's like i remember um when guitar world had like when i was 14 and seeing just their gear guide and it was the bikini gear guide back then Oh, and when God. they when they announced they were going to stop doing and it really turned me off i like unsubscribed from the magazine mm-hmm. i i you know had, there was a potential there for me to be a big fan of it for a long time and ultimately i just was like you know what no i'm just gonna look up tabs on the internet i'm just gonna read things on the internet and um when they decided to go away with that uh there was like a reverb.com article about it and i yeah, commented I, I I'm, like, that. I yeah. that. I'm like yeah i'm like i'm so glad to see this because you know when i was a 14 year old girl like it made me feel like i wasn't wanted in this culture and the trolls came out and they said and they and they were talking to me as if i was an adult woman who could look past these things like i was 14 years old like now as an adult woman i'm like that's kind of despicable and bad and gross and but at 14 like i didn't have that confidence i didn't have the understanding of the world all i do yeah you don't yeah. you can't put it in context at that age you don't understand
1: that that's not everyone that that's a small component of the gear industry it it makes it feel like you have to live up to that standard in order to be a woman in music because that's um, the mainstream and I remem- right right funny story about that uh the that gear guide i actually got an email from the guitar world um uh i forget what her title was um advertising executive there somewhere and she said you know we want to have dwarfcraft be a part of this and we want to um we think you'd do really well with our magazine and i said you know i looked it up and i'm not a guitar player so i wasn't acutely aware of the bikini section of that gear guide um, and I looked it up and I looked at their website and I emailed her back and I said, no, no yeah. way, there's no way I'm participating in this. As long as you guys do a bikini model version of your gear guide, I want no part in it. And I ran into her maybe a year later and she thanked me and said, that was they, you know, they did away with it because enough companies said we won't be affiliated with this. We won't advertise with you. Um, So, you know, you have to take a little bit of heart that there are people in the background trying really hard to make the gear industry a better place for women. But it is so frustrating when you go online and you post a pretty innocuous comment like, hey, I'm glad this is gone. And the men just act like you've taken away their puppy and killed it. You know what I mean? Like, you can look up boobs on the Internet so easily why does it have to be related to your guitar gear how can you not separate yeah those and things? you can look up boobs on the internet with relation to guitar gear I'm sure right I don't care if if a woman wants to model with her guitar or her someone else's guitar I don't give a shit. but does it have to be in the advertising for gear makers and guitar builders I mean I I just don't understand why they can't separate that in their own. Like head. if
0: uh Dean guitarist wants to actually release a Dean bikini, maybe that makes sense. Maybe.
1: Right. <laughs> Let fun. somebody wear their damn bikini, <laughs> but to pay those models and, and I have nothing against the models who take that gig. Of course they, they're just trying to make their money and I'm not shaming them in any way. Um, but as an advertising move, it just, it feels so dated yeah. and so silly at this point. Just, just move on because the rest of the world. But is.
0: it's so cool to hear that that the a big reason that stopped was because brands were like, nah. Well, that's what I was
1: told. That I mean, that's what I heard. And um, Best Guitar Effects, I think, is the website name. Um, I had a similar conversation with them. They had models holding guitar pedals pictured all over there website and I said look man I like your I like your reviews of things but I won't work with you as long as there's naked ladies on your website and I he had heard the same thing from other people and made a decision to get rid of it so it is it is changing there are people who are working to make it uh change and I don't mean to take credit myself but I was just one of several many maybe I don't know how many but um and I I the world is moving in the right direction and I think a lot of this Outing of these stars is part yeah, of it, absolutely. Right? This, The idea that we're we're going to bring it out into the light so that we can improve the situation.
0: And it's kind of like Andrew when you um said men in quotation marks. What did you, can you can you talk to us about what you mean by that?
2: Um, I'll, I'll answer that question as soon as uh, I, I just want to say my piece a little bit. What we've said so far, and uh, I think it's really neat that companies are willing to listen to what everybody's saying. And to say, you know what, if everybody's not with us, you know what, we'll drop it. That's that's cool. On the other hand, though, like I I wish the reason why companies were dropping this kind of advertising is because it's super uncool. Like for the sake of the advertising itself, you know? Um, and that, maybe that's just the idealist in me. I know that money drives a lot of things, but I'd like it to not be a, well, shoot, we're running out of companies we can advertise with because everybody's jumping off the wagon. I guess we need to also jump too. I want it to be because we have respect for women. We have respect for the people in this industry. And we feel that this is not cool of us to continue to do. And I wish that was the reason for that. Um, I don't know. That's just kind of my thought there. But
1: I agree with you for what it's worth. I wish that that was the situation. Um, But until there are more women running these companies and in those meetings and having those discussions, I don't think that's going to be the case, honestly, until it's diversity is really what seems to be holding that back. If you have a bunch of 50 some year old white dudes in a room, they're going to have the same conversations they had 30 years ago. Um, And it's amazing to me that they haven't grown. uh, It seems like they haven't grown much past the 70s and 80s version of women in gear um, mm-hmm. but maybe someday we'll hit that that mark
2: I, I mean I think it will I think what we're seeing right now is progress I mean I, I see a lot of hope in what we're seeing right now Um I'm seeing hope in the fact that companies are dropping this whether or not it's for the right or wrong reasons it is dropping and Uh, With that, culture does shift following that.
0: And I don't want to sound pessimistic, Uh, but I mean, I think we probably said the same thing in like 1997 during the era of Lilith Fair.
1: Right. Or even Mm. before that, when I was listening to Bikini Kill as a kid going, oh, thank God, you know, it's it's finally changing. There's a punk band that is speaking my language at 14, you know. Um, Right, right. And yet here we are and I'm, you know, mid to late thirties having the same conversation that I was certain would be gone when I was 15. You know what I mean? Like I was certain by the time I hit this point in my life, things would be better.
2: Well, I mean, I'm under no illusions. That's going to change quickly, but I, I, what I am under the illusion of is that there are more increasingly more and more people who are, um, friends in this industry, who people that we can trust, feel safe with, who, uh, share the same set of ideals and for that i'm grateful i think there's some been some really great changes even just recently uh and i think between uh something like last year with the the pussy melter and how the the response that we saw out of that uh i mean like you said you it was really interesting to see who stood up and said something and who defended and uh it, it was disheartening and encouraging all at the same time to see how many people were willing to stand up um and to certainly see that people who are willing to defend it—it's great but... to
0: me to see, like, within 24 hours, Ryan Adams getting dropped from his guitar pedals, from um, from the guitar he was going to have made, from the the amp he was going to have made. So, like, shout out to all those companies for, you know, not sitting on it, um, because like just the facts of the matter is, sexual assault is falsely reported, maybe eight percent of the time. And when you bring a second unrelated woman into it, it drops to less than 1%. That there are seven women who aren't related to each other, who probably don't know each other, and some of them didn't know the others existed. Like, he did this. Like, I don't want people, I don't want to mince my words. Like, I believe that he used his power to sexually get what he wanted out of women Young
1: yeah, women, yeah, young, young girls, young women, girls, yeah. But even 20. that
2: part infuriates me. I don't, right? I mean, I mean personally, a little bit more about me is I have a background. My undergrad is in—I um, went to a private Christian university. And my my undergrad is in youth ministry, and I, I care a lot about kids and like teenagers, like middle school, high school, college age students. Like th- these are the kinds of people that I care a lot about, and I've spent a lot of my my time and resources learning how I can best help. And to hear that someone has done something so disgusting is just that kills a part of my soul to hear. And it makes Um, it
1: even worse as I get older, when I think about myself, I'm 36. So when I look at a 20 year old and this was about the age spread that there was between Ryan Adams and uh, Phoebe Bridgers. Um, Right. So looking back, I mean. I just can't imagine picking out somebody that's my brother's age, early twenties and going, yes, that's the kind of person I, I will pursue. Like, that's how I know that it's, it's so much creepier than I realized when I was a kid and got hit on by older guys. Um, because you just think, Oh, I'm so mature. Well, no, no they're, they're The problem gross. is that you're and not you just, mature
0: enough to like see through the
1: no, you can't see through any and that's, what's so scary. And, those men know that they know that they know how vulnerable you are and they know how much somebody like Phoebe Bridgers wanted that she wanted a career she didn't she wasn't looking for a knight in shining armor she was looking for a career and she was hungry to work for it so if somebody comes along and is complimentary and sweet you just get it's so easy to be taken by that it's intoxicating Right, exactly. Yeah. Exactly.
2: I mean it's it's a power play is what it is and it, it's gross and I, I just don't I, I had a really I, I did end up reading through the whole article and I've read through a bunch of the articles uh in relation to this case. It just it's so hard for me to to get through and that's me saying that as a man who's uh, as a white man to that and just that's I can't imagine. I, I don't know. That's just so hard for me to, to get Yeah, it's into. just like
0: when you're forty mm. you don't have enough in common with a 20 year old just (laughs) no my god
1: what are you what are you going to talk about i
2: don't know i like even just past the age thing because i I don't know I've, i've met couples who have had age gaps of between 20 10 and 20 years i think that's less of the issue it's more of the you're it's clear that you're taking advantage of someone this this isn't the kind of thing where there's a mutual kind of deal going on it's like between two consenting adults that's that's great and all but if there's someone who's clearly using their power and influence to twist things that's where it, that I have a real issue Yeah over. and to,
0: and also to be clear um, like yeah. okay everything that happened with a woman over the 18 age of 18 not explicitly illegal as far as like my understanding of what happened still disgusting is something right. that I would not imagine yeah. any brand would want to associate themselves with
2: Right that's not the kind of guy I want to be friends with
0: Well,
1: and that's actually my husband and I had a long conversation about that, which is so obviously he was gross with the young girl. And we don't know what exactly happened outside those text messages. There are 3000 of them or whatever. And as somebody who has teenagers, you know, when you're texting a
0: teenager, oh, totally. like there's no way he didn't think she was. And he had Google like you think he didn't look her up on Google. Like, come on. Like she right. was playing, she was playing exactly. shows. No way, those articles didn't say, blah 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 blah. Fourteen year old bassist or guitarist for
2: yes. virtuoso, or
1: right, right. And you know, she probably had. I mean, I, I guess I, I don't want to say she definitely had social media, but the first thing I would do if somebody, if I were working with somebody in a professional capacity, would be to look up their social media uh, to find out. What they look like, what their vibe is, what they're posting, um, and that's just general reconnaissance I do with everybody we work with. Um, and so I'm sure he did the same thing, or someone around him did the same thing. But what gets me is that kind of guy is unpleasant. I mean, nobody who worked with Ryan Adams, I've never heard a positive story. About oh no, absolutely him, right? not. So in my in my industry, there's a lot of people who talk about him. Nobody has ever told me. Oh yeah, he was just a real sweetheart to work with, just a total joy. So, guys knew he was a shithead, and I, this I, it will never not mess me up that men make so many allowances for other truly unpleasant Imagine men. Like, um, like like
0: we talked talk, talk about in this podcast like Amanda Ghost being the cap, the president of whatever record label being unpleasant got her fired within a year. Oh yeah. Just being
1: unpleasant. Right. And I got called the um, scariest person in the gear industry because I yelled at somebody one time because their company, a vendor of ours, did a bad job many, many times in a row. And I called him and had words with him and that made him say I was the scariest. Really? I think the scariest person is someone
0: who (laughs) follows women around on the internet to find screenshots of them saying something vaguely sexual and then accuses them of self-objectifying. That's scarier to me. Right.
1: That's scary, right? So I'm the scary one because I asked someone to do a good job at their job, right? Um, So women are not allowed to be bitchy or forceful or anything, but these men walk around and they're just truly unpleasant people and i want to know what makes that go why don't men see someone like ryan adams and say oh man he's really a drag to tour with i don't want to do Mm -hmm. that anymore let's find someone who's less mopey or bitchy or whatever petulant exactly the throws fewer tantrums um what is it about that kind of guy that sucks because it's not even like he
0: was selling a ton of records like he was big in indie, but like, no. come on, lots lots of people were big in indie. I don't know why. Set, like, and then suddenly, like, he got huge somehow in like adult contemporary. Don't really understand how that happens. Like, his music got really bad, and then he got big in adult contemporary.
2: <laughs> I mean, I could speak a little bit to that question. Um, being being a guy who's been around other guys like that, and it and have taken have have I've been the guy to call someone out and I've also been the guy to, you know, just let it slide, you know, it, and I, I don't know. I, I I'm only 24 and my life experience is limited with it, but the, that dynamic I'm familiar with and just the way you described it is like, well, why would a guy kind of let that go? Uh, and it was like, I'm just sitting here. Like I kind of feel a little guilty. Cause I, I, I can think of multiple examples of where I've been the guy to just kind of let it go. It's like, all right, well, okay, we'll just, we'll deal with this. This will blow over. We'll get past it. Um, yeah, it just it
0: Well, it's not like everyone who is like a petulant child is also like a, a sexual abuser. Right? But every time
1: you see I mean I think that men see things that happen with women and my my thing is right, not every guy that's a a unpleasant person is is going after 14 15 year old girls, right? That's not w- the argument I'm making. But when you see a guy like that who's really unpleasant and bitchy and throws temper tantrums when he doesn't get what he wants, then you also see him texting with a young girl. And you I mean, somebody saw fights with his significant others and girlfriends and whatever. Um, that's like in totality, I'm sure that somebody said, God, he's really to women, and no one seems to have and you look at his all. lyrics
0: like after this and you're like oh god yeah these are like <sighs> mildly abusive
1: <laughs> well right and i'm not i'm not a huge fan so i'm not i i don't have um i haven't spent a lot of time with his lyrics so i'll have to take your word for it but lots of the time they tell on themselves
0: um way before any any word yeah gets but um andrew can we just get back into like the idea, I, again, like the men in quotation marks, because I know we were talking about this a little bit before we started recording, and I I said, I'll save it for the episode.
2: <laughs> yeah. Um, first, let me tell a story, uh, something that happened to me while I was in college that m- might give a little perspective. Not at all, and I, I don't want this to be like a defensive, like this is why men, it's okay for men to let this kind of behavior go, but maybe just uh, add a little nuance to the, the conversation of how I think maybe some of this does happen. It's not necessarily that all the other men around Ryan Adams were terrible people. Um, I I think it's nuanced. I think it's something that we need to be aware of as we continue to tackle this. Uh, So the story I've got for you is I was out, I was in college as my junior year. We're um, I went to college in LA at a little school called Azusa Pacific university. And we had gone out to go have some drinks and play pool at, uh, this place in Arcadia. So it's a few cities over. I didn't have a car. Uh, someone drove me there, and I got a r- ride home from someone else. And on the way back, we were, I was uh, i was sitting in the passenger seat up front, and the driver, uh, we pulled up to a stoplight. The driver rolled down the window, uh, and he just started yelling out the window at this lady. And I was, like, so confused as to what was going on. And part of this is just the, I was, I, I grew up fairly sheltered and I didn't really understand what was going on. He's like, Hey baby, you want to get in the car? I'm like, what the hell are you doing, dude? Like, uh, and I, I I hate to admit, but I I didn't say anything. I just didn't know what to say. I was, I was confused. I was flustered. I was really embarrassed to to have been the one with the car rolled out, like sitting next to the window that had rolled down. I was like, what? Don't look at me. No. Like, what is he doing? Like, can we just, the light's green? Let's go. Like, she looks freaked out. Like, what are you doing? Uh, and I just, I didn't end up saying that I, d- I didn't want to walk the rest of the way home. And we were still, it was at night in LA and I I didn't have a phone on me and it, so on and so forth. And uh, there's, there's a sense of me wanting to protect myself, not having to walk home, not wanting to sound like the, that guy for like, oh, what, why do you have a problem with that man? Like kind of be the one guy in a minivan full of bros to go against yeah. the bro culture. And I was just, I was really um, and I can imagine that that's not, that's not at all a blanket statement for this kind of situation. Um, uh, but it's, it's hard. It's, I don't know this is where the men in quotations things start to, starts to come in because I feel like at that moment, that wasn't me embracing what it means classically. I think to, to be a man, quote unquote, um, and that to me, that would have been to be a man, quote unquote, in that situation would have been like, Hey dude, what the heck? That's yeah. not Okay you were let me out of the car. Now I'm calling the cops. I'm going to go talk to that lady and we're going to report this to the police and you're going to get uh, something for harassment Uh, or something, something I I don't know what that would have looked like, but something more firm, like that's not okay. Make it clear. Um, But there's just so much more to it within that kind of a situation. And I imagine in an industry where someone, um, even like another man, like man to man, someone, Ryan Adams of the industry who's got some prestige and you're just the sound engineer you're just the the guy who's playing guitar for that tour I mean you don't necessarily have the I mean it, it's all a risk and it's not at all the same equivalent risk and I don't want to try I don't want to sit here and play the card that men are the victims by any stretch of the imagination well, that's not and, what's and going I think on. that you're aware uh, that it,
0: like there's that that quote by Margaret Atwood that men are afraid that women are, will laugh at them and women are afraid that men will kill them. Yeah. Yes. So you're afraid you're, yeah, you're afraid of like getting stranded on the side of the street. You're afraid of your boys laughing lo- at you
1: or lose or losing your job or whatever. not to say that that's not a big deal, but when it's not can, the same level, it's not the same. Right. And so right at some point humans and not just men, because obviously I I'm sure some women saw it too. Um, but at some point, people do have to stand up and say, I don't want to be associated with someone who behaves this way. And so in in the situation you talked about, you just didn't have to you didn't have to get in a car with him again. Right. You get home. You say, God, what an asshole. And you move on. You I don't didn't. And I, to, after right.
2: that, I, I didn't spend any more time with this individual. Right. I'd first, I never got into a car with him again.
1: Right. Um, and you didn't. And, and that's not that's not. Ex- the same as what we're talking about. Somebody went to work with Ryan Adams every day. Somebody saw his behavior every day and thought, you know what, my paycheck is important here. And I've never been in that situation, so I can't entirely point fingers and I'm not sure what I would do. I'm just saying in an ideal world, we have to start standing up for people who aren't ourselves so Mm -hmm. that this kind of behavior stops. And it has to be a, a large cultural shift. It can't just be one or two people hollering about it because then yes. you're just you're just the heavy and you can and be fired and replaced. um I'm saying as a general in in our industry, we have to uplift the people who are good, warm, kind human beings who are creative and interesting and wonderful and stop giving so much time and energy to these people who are just soul sucking monsters really across the board with women and it kills me
0: it kills me that like when people say you have to separate the art from the artist like absolutely not absolutely not because there are too many talented people making great art who aren't awful humans and who aren't abusive to to give it to, to like justify giving any time to to people who are Bad people. I mean, and think about all the music that could have been made, all the great music that could have been made if women weren't bullied out of industries. Imagine of all the great product ideas women, like that could have existed if women weren't bullied out of those industries and just like the wonderful things. Because when you have diversity, everything just gets better.
2: Well, I think this is... Well, for for two things. One, art is nothing without context. And I think that's an important concept for us to grasp. You can't just take something completely out of context and for it to mean uh, you're you're risking a whole lot to do that. And two, I think this is where um, my comments about the whole men in quotation marks of these men not really being men comes into play. Uh, And I I just want to explain kind of what I mean by that. And um, not that I, yeah, I mean, where do I go with this? Uh, so I've I've made comments before of like someone like a Ryan Adams is is not a man, and obviously like yes he he is clearly biologically a man. He is old enough. He has done his rites of passage for this culture or whatever. He's considered a man, but in, in my mind that's someone who uses a man who uses their power to take advantage of other people is not fulfilling the role of what a man should be. And, and this is definitely a conversation that happens in a very binary context of. Uh, of gender roles and i think th- my definition of what it means to be a man i've long since moved on to saying that this is just the definition of what it means to be well, I a think, decent I human think, being i think that you um, need before- to separate
0: being a man from masculinity and what good masculinity looks like versus yes. bad masculinity because i feel like when a lot of yes. men say say he's not a real man that's just a way for them to separate themselves from this person that is that has that has visibly things in common with them, and to just write it off. Well, that's not a man. That's not a man. Well, it is a man. It's part of your community. It,
2: it's a it's a separation of toxic masculinity and proper, healthy, and just being yeah. a decent human being.
1: Okay, um, but right, I agree with you to a certain extent. But if you say that's not a man, I mean, from my perspective as a woman, that is more uh, indicative of manhood. That behavior that screaming at women out the window of a a moving vehicle that um being hit on by older much much older guys when i was you know 13 14 15 Mm -hmm. that's what i i mean that's our cultural reference point for manhood that's way more common in my experience than than the good guys and and so i think that when you separate that out and say that's not real masculinity it almost allows some men not all men and not necessarily you i can't believe i just said not all men um <laughs> it it allows them kind of to to write off that behavior and say well that's not that's not what i consider manhood so i'm not going to have to deal with it but that is part of masculinity in america specifically and the world in general uh, and i think we do have to grapple with a a new definition of manhood, but to say that isn't part of it currently, I think isn't, uh, I think that gives just too much leeway to these guys who have a tremendous amount of power.
0: Yeah. I think it's just an opt out.
2: I think that's really fair feedback. Thank you for sharing. That's really good to hear. Um,
0: But uh, I mean, obviously
1: I'm married to a dude. I have a son. I have a, a, huge invested interest in making the world a better place for all people, which includes men, right? I have a gay son who's 13 years old. He doesn't want to grow up in that same way. He wants a different world just as much as I do. Um, And I think that it's really important to, to look at what changes need to be made. And then in general, the people who want those changes made, we have to work really hard for it. I mean, The the powers that be aren't going to give it up. And that's where I see the defense of men like Ryan Adams. Some men really want to be able to continue to behave that way. They don't want to give that up at all. It's their birthright. Um, Right, right. How dare you say no? Um, And here we are over here saying, God, no, gross. Get out of my way. I don't want any part of that. I refuse to advertise in your dumb magazine with the naked ladies in it. I refuse to be a part of this culture of you know women holding guitars but not playing them um and there are so many rad women who are out there touring um speedy ortiz opened for one of our friends bands Terramellos. um and she was just yeah. incredible she oh, was so great. fun um she was great chelsea oh. wolf uh emma ruth rundle if you haven't checked out helms alive which are from your neck of the woods um, they're they're just incredible um yeah. the guy the guitar player in it is um Ben Varellen from Varellen Amps which is my dream amplifier is one of his uh designs there are just so many cool women out there putting the work in um and putting you know years and years and years uh into touring and playing and um, i generally i want to see them uplifted much more than having to focus on all these men who are just such a drag yeah. to our community, like a literal right. actual weight on our community holding us back,
2: yeah, that's something I can completely get on board with uh let's I think it's something I am on board with God, I hope so um, <laughs> Mark, why are you on
0: this <laughs> podcast Andrew? <laughs>
2: yeah um sh- plot twist I'm really uh. <laughs> uh, just, just a red.
0: Just, you know he started the yeah. uh oh i don't even uh, issaquah branch of the mras oh god
1: i had a close friend who got divorced and her hus- ex-husband turned into a mra red pillar oh, after Lord. they divorced and that was the weirdest switch i've ever seen they're really unpleasant people to be around holy Yikes. cow
2: So I I guess, um, I, so after listening to what you have to say, uh, and I think it's really good perspective. I think I just want to maybe clarify, maybe rework a little bit of what I said, and maybe in the hopes that it makes a little bit more sense, um, is, uh, I I guess I, I, I really appreciate that that's, um, that that that's trivializing the experience that a a lot of women have had with men and that. That kills me so much. Um, I, I I want to redefine. Uh, I want to I want toxic masculinity to go to the dust, and I, I don't want that to have to be the the reference point for what women um, re- uh, experience with men. I d- I don't want that to be the common denominator. I, I want that to go to the wayside. I mean, that kind of behavior. If that's what it means to be an alpha male, I want nothing to do with it. I mean that that's that's just so disgusting on every level. Um, and if being a beta male means being someone who treats all people with with kindness and respect and with justice and who uses their abilities to build other people up, sign me up. I mean by all means. Um, uh, and that's just kind of that's what bothers me is I I don't know. I, I
0: no, I get it like yeah, I, I mean think I don't,
2: about I don't, I don't have a whole lot of well thought out. I just have a lot of emotions and a lot of. Discombobulated thoughts bouncing around in my head, and like I've I said a couple of times before, this is all operi- operating, operating, uh, operating in a, a in a very binary sense. Um, the way that this conversation is framed, I'm not sure how to unframe it out of the binary into a more inclusive well, gender spectrum. Yeah, but-
1: and I think that that's kind of an important point that uh, binary gender, in and of itself, is really limiting. Right. So. Right. I am uh I mean I consider myself a a woman a female but I'm certainly not I'm not very girly. I wear jeans and hoodies all the time and I would prefer my version of of gender to be left alone. I don't really care what anybody else has to say about it. Um and my son is operating in the same way and my daughters are both very different people. Um and I have a lot of I I want to be able to kind of get rid of that whole binary gender spectrum in general, because it's, it's, it's not helpful anymore. You know, I think we have Mm -hmm. understanding beyond that. um, And I think toxic masculinity plays into that, that that is holding both genders um, in the same way that it has been for hundreds of years. Right. And we can move beyond that if we, allow it if we choose to we can be more than we've ever been before just by lifting that kind of patriarchal version of womanhood and manhood off of everybody um and so i i absolutely agree with you um and my only complaint is that is currently what our our version of womanhood and manhood is framed as because we still live in a very patriarchal society um, right but i think we're all on the same team in that we want to see that part gone that's not what we want anymore um and i and i am encouraged that things are changing so dramatically um in our industry with bands like against me i mean who would have thought that somebody would come out um as trans and in a band oh as that blew as my that mind
0: one? in like a really good way right? i was like wow I mean, that was, yeah,
1: exactly. And, you know, Debbie Ever has been doing that work in the gear industry for like 15 years. Um, and whatever drama surrounds her is kind of irrelevant um, because she is put in the work of making people know that there are that that trans is. Uh, how do I say this? It's common. It's normal. Gender isn't as strict as people want it or see it as. Um, and she has been such a, a light and frantone. Um, I mean, there have been people in our industry for a long time trying to break down those gender roles. Um, and you know, they've been kind of chewed up and spit out by our industry for it. Um, but it is there and it is changing and there are a lot of encouraging things coming. Um, but we've still got a long way to go, which is I obvious just... when you look at stupid articles about stupid guys like Ryan Adams. Yeah.
2: Right, I mean, I just I want to live in a world where being a decent human being and the values that are associated with that aren't attached to any sort of label. It's just that's like, normal and accepted, and that's what we all that the kind of people yeah. that we surround ourselves with. And I'm not sure we're that. That's a that's a goal that I'm not sure we will ever get to, unfortunately. Um, but I think we can make progress yeah. in that direction. And we got
0: to start with so. ourselves and the people that we can you know, influence the most. I mean, I talk to other women all the time. Like we have to talk to the men in our lives about the things that we experience because they don't experience them.
1: Right. And that's where the, that's where the concept of believing women comes in. And that's where I think it, the, the conversations are so difficult online because I could scream and shout and jump up and down online all day long. uh, Trying to get people to understand um what we go through right as a female musician as a gigging musician what you know what the sound guys treated me like and other women in my stupid small town where there's only a couple sound guys um only one of whom is crappy um but those kinds of things men just don't don't want to hear it from some random woman on the internet so we have to go into our personal lives and have difficult conversations and men have to have open ears and open hearts and women have to have yeah. open ears and open hearts because this has to be a discussion, a two-way street about the ways in which masculinity limits everyone. And then we all have to be willing to let it go and move on and change the way we behave. And that's hard as f***, right? I mean, changing long patterns uh, is... Really difficult.
0: That's well said. Um, On that note, we've been recording for a while. Um, Yeah.
1: (laughs) Yeah. My husband just texted. He's like, Are you still (laughs) podcasting? Should I go to the store? Uh, Our children. Oh, yeah.
0: Forgot about the time zone change. Yeah.
1: He's he's fine. They're fine. They're not going to starve. Uh, They won't
2: starve.
0: No. There's peanut butter and jelly in my house it's fine um yeah awesome uh yeah so everybody listening thanks so much for listening thanks for understanding um please join our facebook group i do a visual thread for most episodes it's kind of fun um and you can get super cool uh deals and be on the inside Knowledge when we do things like run contests. We just ran that Mount Hood contest.
2: Shout out to everyone who bought one. You guys helped make this podcast possible in your amazing. Yes, yeah, so and we review. have more
0: fun things coming soon. Um, thanks again to Louise, coming at us from Eau claire Wisconsin.
1: Thanks for having me, guys. What's yeah,
0: fun? anytime. Uh, anything uh, special you want to shout out before we peace out? I don't think so. I'm bad at this. I should have had a, like a tagline ready here. Get your
1: Uh, grazers. Yeah, get your grazers. (laughs) Uh, We've got a new gold thunder, gold standard Eau Claire Thunder coming out in the next uh, month or so. So check out our
0: website, dwarfcraft.com. Yes. And uh, Andrew, anything else from you before we log off?
2: Uh, Yeah, I guess I just want to echo off of you is join the Facebook community, be a part of these conversations uh, the conversations don't end when we uh, stop this recording. This is we talk
0: about cats a lot more on the Facebook group too. So if you like cats,
2: we do talk about cats. Yes. Please share your, Take cat, your cat memes, pictures. Um, all the cat memes.
0: I want to see your. I want to see your cats. Um, in your car no, like... cases. Oh, I've got cats
1: on synthesizers. I'll yes, have to yes, jump please jump over and and share a couple of uh, Lucy.
0: Yay.
2: Um. No, seriously, join the conversation. Let's talk about this. I know that. Uh uh, we all have different experiences and I, I want to hear from you. Uh, if you got it, if you have any questions, if you want to push back a little bit, we are committed to having uh, humility, empathy, and yes. respect for everyone uh, along the spectrum of this conversation or whether this is a new concept to you that women are treated differently as in industry. And you just want to know more. Uh, if you're, uh, I mean, I, I, yeah, if you disagree with this entirely, like, please just, is all I ask is that you be respectful. Yes, uh, please and don't we call have us a, bad a names. A conversation that would be preferred, although yeah. I probably deserve it. Um,
0: but not for this,
2: right? Uh, for other things, yes. Being a terrible human being in general. Um, <laughs> but yeah, like please join the conversation. That's what we want. So,
0: yeah, we're into uh, that.
2: You have, you have my promise to be um, respectful and understanding uh, as long as
1: you are.
0: So. Absolutely. Well, thanks again, everybody. Um, again, I'm Emily.
2: I'm Andrew.
1: And I'm Louise from Dwarfcraft Devices.
0: Bye.
2: Bye.